Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. And I'm Stephanie. Yay! <laughs> Stephanie, welcome. joining us for the first time on the podcast, welcome. Wow, 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 wow. That's the air horn. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, Good. I love it. That would be fun. I have. love it. This is great. I'm glad you're Thanks. joining us. Can't resist talking about pie. Yeah, but before we get to our topic, <laughs> oh. we have a couple of updates I want to talk about first. Going back to our bird episode, I forgot about penguins, you guys. <gasps> Penguins. Uh, none of us talked about penguins. Wow. Sure didn't. Just last weekend, we went to the uh, Aquarium of the Pacific, which is the the big aquarium in Long Beach, and we were just having a great time and seeing all the fish and all the stuff. And then we got to the penguin enclosure, and they would, we walked up just in time for them to be fed. They were all so polite. There was like <laughs> there was two girls in there. There was one girl waving a clipboard to keep all the all the seagulls away because they were like congregating and trying to get the fish. Of course, the seagulls. But then there was one girl that had a bucket full of fish, and all the penguins just like stood around and like she'd give a, a one of the penguins a fish, and it would take it and then go jump in the water, and then give the next one, and that would go jump in the water too. <laughs> it was so cute, and some of them would get excited when they would get a fish. And they would drop it out of their mouths, but they were headed toward the water and they wouldn't realize they dropped their fish. <laughs> I know, they had to go get it. They were <laughs> so, so nice. Funny. Anyway, so I totally forgot about penguins and how fun they are, but they're definitely a favorite bird. <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't know so. why that triggered it for me, but I just remembered another funny bird that uh, there's an Instagram page. I think she's got a TikTok too, that um, her account is Useless Farm. And she's got like <laughs> geese. Great. And emus and alpacas, I think. And she doesn't like pro- profit off of them. She doesn't like sell eggs or whatever. She just has Aww. these farm animals that are nice and cute and she loves them. And it's a useless <laughs> farm. But she has two emus. One is Stanley and he is so gentle and kind. What? And the other one is Karen. And she's terrible and of is always trying Karen. to attack her. <laughs> now, the question is, did they? Did she name her Karen before or after? I think it was before, <laughs> which is so oh, funny. That is funny. That's so great. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that sounds like the best kind of farm. Oh, man. Uh, so anyway, and then I have another update. We actually got an email this week from our good friend, Robert. Hey, Robert. Robert. Glad you're still listening. Welcome back. He said, hello, all. Still loving the podcast. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, (laughs) In between new episodes, uh, and I've been going back to listen to older episodes, wanted to share my favorite bird and burger. Not the same. Not a bird burger. Um, (laughs) My favorite bird is the California condor. When I was growing up, they had become uh, extinct in the wild with only 27 remaining in captivity. I remember doing a report on them in elementary school and talking about how the Los Angeles Zoo had a program to breed and release more. Now there are over 500 living in the wild and in captivity. In fact, very recently, there was a news article about how some of the condors are reproducing in the wild. They may not be the prettiest bird, but they are definitely my favorite. That's pretty cool. That's That's really cool. That's amazing. I didn't know the backstory. And they're they're big birds, too. I thought they were Mm -hmm. the, the second largest... They're uh, huge. Bird by weight in the in North America, at least. They're they're big birds. They are huge. Yeah. Official big birds. Official big birds. Yeah. <laughs> Official big birds. <laughs> not, not big birds. Not the, the big bird. <laughs> and then he says, my favorite burger is from the Habit Burger. The Santa Barbara char is a double char with cheese and avocado on grilled sourdough. That sounds really Ooh. good. With grilled onions, lettuce, and mayo, I'm in heaven. I'm gonna have to try that. We actually got a Habit Burger by us not too long ago, probably within oh, we the last did. year. 
Oh, yeah. nice. So I got to go try that. The first time I had tried it was visiting a, fa- a friend out in Sacramento. And, uh, and then we got one here. So I'll have to check that out. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah. And then he also says, uh, shout out for Bob's Burgers, uh, the burger book, real recipes for joke burgers. <laughs> we got it for Shannon and Alex That's for right. Christmas, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, we <laughs> yeah got you, you did. Guys. Yeah. So, but he was saying it has, you know, all these, all these kind of joke burgers that they've turned into real recipes. Like, uh, and they'll have funny names like the final kraut down, poutine on the Ritz. <laughs> Uh, and the one he's actually, he says, I'm actually making this one tonight, the Mission A Cornplished Burger, which is a taco seasoned burger with sweet corn salsa. That sounds really good. <laughs> that sounds yeah. really good. Robert, we're coming to your house. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for the great podcast and making my drive to and from work just a little bit easier, Robert. Thank you so Aww. much for listening, Robert. So glad you're enjoying the show. And thank you for the uh, for the recommendations. Those are all good. Yeah. And that's all the updates I have. Shannon, you had something you said? No, I did. I forgot. Um, so we just talked about all of our different animes and things. And we talked about the live action Cowboy Bebop that just came out this week. And we, we weren't sure how to feel about it, right? And it came out the day the episode came out, right? Oh, did it really? Did I it? think so. Oh, we planned nice. that. You oh, guys, you're so good. <laughs> We're so on top of you things. You guys. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's 10 episodes. We're on episode six. <laughs> Wait, so um, that either means, well, I'll, I'll let you continue. I was going to say that could be mean one of two things. So I was very pleasantly impressed with it, actually. Oh, good. That there were lots of things that me and Alex, as we were watching, were like, hey, that's like scene for scene from the anime. That's so cool. Oh. While also, you know, still doing it. Um, you know, they're kind of original take on things. There's some things that like, it's a very explicit show, which the anime is not. And I feel mm. like sometimes it's like needlessly so like there's some really violent stuff that happens that I'm like, I don't feel like that was necessary for the plot or for the story, but I still have been enjoying it. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I have been. I'm glad it's good. We'll have to check it out. I am surprised to hear they added some of that stuff because, like, the original, I mean, it's not, like, Pokemon-level uh, anime, but it's not, like, Attack on Titan anime, you know? Like, no. it's, it's 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 not, yeah, it's, it's in nice the middle somewhere. It's a in-between. Yeah, it's yeah. in the middle somewhere, so that, that's yeah. interesting. But Yeah, they added some very strong language, a lot of it from Faye, which I'm like, she was a pretty loud, brash character in yeah, the anime. Yeah, I, I was going to say, that kind of... That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and yeah, they definitely gave her potty mouth for sure. But oh, wow. um, and there's been some nudity as well, which surprised me because there was none in the anime. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Interesting. Well, cool. Any other updates we have to get to before we get to our topic this week? You know, I've just been wanting. This has been on my on my chest the last couple weeks. I just have to say that I don't like birds in large quantities. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I so I didn't bring it up, but Amber is exactly the same way. <laughs> she she tells me these experiences. I think in one day she was pooped on three times. Actually, <laughs> oh no, yeah, like she's she's just had terrible experiences with lots of birds. She's like, yeah, they're great as long as they're not by me. <laughs> That's, That's pretty so, funny. I like that we independently came to. <laughs> This the same conclusion. No, I I like birds individually. I've learned. And speaking of going to the aquarium on Saturday, they they have this lorikeet. What would you call it? Cage? Not cage. That it's sounds like an terrible. Aviary. aviary. Sort of yeah, that's the better word. Yeah, yeah. This little area where you can feed the lorikeets, and oh man. They were cute. Is that like a Lorax parakeet? That's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> no. what I was thinking. <laughs> but um. Yeah, we went into the enclosure, the aviary, um, 
And uh, there were very, very many of them. And they were very, very loud and very, very poopy. Uh. And it was fun. Like, there were a couple that were just, like, off doing their own thing. They have lots of toys and stuff because apparently they need a lot of, like, stimulation for their brains. Like, yeah. right? Is that yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. I'm they're trying just, to get that smart, facts right. So, yeah, they need a lot of stimulation. Okay, good. I'm looking at Aaron, like, help me out. Um, <laughs> but they, so they, uh, so yeah, they had toys and there was just this one little one and I noticed she had a, like a yellow chest as where, uh, whereas the other ones had a red chest. And so I asked one of the uh, uh, aquarium volunteers, like, oh, what's the difference? And she told me. And of course, I forgot because here I am. Um, oh, it's on the edge of my seat. <laughs> it's what I do. So, um, but she was like, oh, that's Lily. And Lily, oh, that, that's her, her area. And she just was doing her own little thing. And I just watched her away from all the other birds that were <laughs> everywhere. And um, <laughs> and she was just so cute in her little area, just doing her own thing. She was like walking around, not flying around, walking around. <laughs> and then when we were about to leave, she and one other bird snuggled up and went Aww. to sleep. And oh, I was wow. like, two is a great number of birds. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was, was a, pretty cute. That was a very soothing that. story too. Yeah, better oh, than the, the birds flying around and pooping everywhere. Well, they yeah. were they were also doing that. I just stayed far away. <laughs> See, I feel like that needs to be on like a cross stitch or something. A cute picture of little birds and two is a good number of birds. Two is a good number. That's a good idea. <laughs> two I is like the that. maximum. I think that I will like at once. That's ideal. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> what, have, what have I always said? Birds in large quantities are gross. Is that my phrase? Yeah. Well, because I'm the first time I heard you say that, we were at the zoo and we were looking at all the flamingos. The flamingos, that's right. And they were right. everywhere and they were loud and stinky and <laughs> well, you were, were like, oh, they're gross. Birds in large quantities are gross. <laughs> that's my other cross stitch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that one's a good bumper oh. sticker too. Yeah, that's oh, be yeah. good. Oh, yeah. That's great. Anyway, that's all. I feel so good to say that. <sighs> well, uh, I guess on that note, we can we can move on. <laughs> um, you know what's not gross in large quantities? Pie. Yeah. <laughs> Our topic this week the is contrarian. Pi- <laughs> on the contrary. It's like if you ate too much. I've had a little too much in my day. <laughs> it doesn't feel so good. <laughs> Well, we thought this would be an appropriate topic since this episode will come out the day after Thanksgiving. And so to kind of celebrate Thanksgiving and kick off the, the Christmas holiday season, we thought, well, pie, that sounds good. What if right? you were like, this episode doesn't come out until March 14th. <laughs> pie day! I had yeah. that thought as I was looking up stuff. I was like, oh, we should have saved this for pie day. Nonsense! Nah, we'll just do it now. Everybody we'll, loves pie. We'll do an episode about math on pie day. I don't know. It sounds like I won't be joining you. <laughs> it's going to be a short episode because I know I am bad at math. Anyway, today's topic is our favorite pies. Um, and actually, I I did look up a little bit of history of pie because I thought this could be interesting, and I was surprised to learn some cool stuff. Uh, so, according to not Wikipedia, uh, today <gasps> I looked up Ooh. American oh. Pie Council. <laughs> okay, that that does sound what? legitimate. So that's good. That's Piecouncil.org is the American Pie Council's website. Nice. This is just the general information area. I don't have a membership, so I didn't have a membership login for all the secret info. <laughs> what? And I thought you really loved pie. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Um, 
So anyway, but history of pies. This is really cool. Pie has been around since the ancient Egyptians. Some of the first pies, as we know them, were made by early Romans who may have learned about it through the Greeks. These pies were sometimes made in reeds, which were used for the sole purpose of holding the filling and not for eating with the filling. Says that Romans must have spread the word about pies uh, throughout Europe, as the Oxford English Dictionary notes that the word pie was a popular word in the 14th century. The first pie recipe was published by the Romans and was for a rye-crusted goat cheese and honey pie. Sounds Say. pretty good. I'd try it. Says early pies were predominantly meat pies. Pies, spelled with a Y, originally appeared in England as early as the 12th century. The crust of the pie was referred to as a coffin, spelled with a Y. There were actually more crust than filling. Often these pies were made using fowl, and the legs were left to hang over the side no. of the dish to use as handles. Well, no. there's our segue right there from talking about <laughs> There birds. you go. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Yeah, that that sort of pie I don't think has continued. I've never seen that. <laughs> I have not. I have not no. seen that. I, I usually use a fork or yeah. a spoon. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, fruit pies and tarts were probably first made in the 1500s. Pie came to America with the first English settlers. Early colonists cooked their pies in long, narrow pans, calling them coffins, like the crust in England. As in Roman times, early American pie crusts were often not eaten, but simply designed to hold the filling during baking. It was during the American Revolution that the term crust was used instead of coffin. That is a revolution. I wonder if there's some dark meaning behind that because the revolution, I don't don't know. I'm not going to go there. Uh, (laughs) Over the years, pie has evolved to become what it is today, the most traditional American dessert. Pie has become so much a part of American culture throughout the years that we now commonly use the term as American as apple pie. Uh, And that's what the American Pie Council has to say about pies. (laughs) Nice. I didn't know they went back so far. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Did anybody else imagine like a Roman soldier saying, (laughs) everyone loves pie? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good old SpongeBob quote Uh, there for you. Well, now now that's all I'm going to think about. (laughs) Roman's going, ah. (laughs) You have a much better SpongeBob laugh than me. Thank you for doing that. Oh, man. Well, I guess since I've already talked about history, maybe I'll jump in with my favorites. Um, I'm going to just jump in with the very first, probably most basic pie. I love pumpkin pie. Yeah. You guys, pumpkin pie is just one of my favorites. It's so good. It's really good. We already know from previous episodes the health benefits of eating pumpkin, (laughs) but that's (laughs) not not why it's my favorite. (laughs) We're not going to rehash that. No, we're not going there either. (laughs) Oh, that's funny and gross. Yeah. Um. No, pumpkin pie uh, is definitely one of my favorites. I also looked up a little bit about the history of pumpkin pie, uh, and this is just from history.com, so they probably have something accurate, right? I'm, I, I'm like nervous to branch out from Wikipedia, which is funny because it's Wikipedia, but <laughs> I'm like, that's the like our official source. Like, what am I going to do? But according to history.com, uh, it says that pumpkins were first cultivated in Central America around 5,500 BCE. Whoa. It was one of the earliest foods that European explorers brought back from the New World. Uh, and so pumpkin pie has been around for almost as long. I do feel like my favorite way to eat a pumpkin pie is where you put enough whipped cream on top that you can't see the pie anymore. <laughs> you like, I have to it. say, that's your favorite way of eating most desserts. <laughs> <laughs> this big, Shannon, you just texted this. This yes. is going on the Instagram. <laughs> so, the proper way to eat pumpkin pie. <laughs> I, I was also going to talk about pumpkin pie. That's like my number one most favorite. Okay, well jump in then. Well, for sure, the best way to eat pumpkin pie is with an equal ratio of whipped cream to pumpkin pie or a little more whipped cream than there is pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I was asking, like I was talking to Alex about it and he was like, so does that mean you actually like whipped cream? 
and you only sort of like pumpkin pie. And I was like, no, like, I don't know what it is, but it's just better when it's just smothered. So yeah, there's some pictures. I had not yes. one, but two memes screenshotted in my phone. <laughs> and ready to go. <laughs> and ready to go. That I was like, oh man, we're talking about pies. I got to find those. That's great. Yeah, those are going on Instagram for sure. We'll make sure and post those. Yeah, I don't know what it is. The combination. I mean, pumpkin pie I like on its own. And whipped cream I like on, on its own. But somehow the combination of the two is just like, it's just great. And it also feels to me so quintessential of like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like pumpkin pie with yeah. lots of whipped cream is just the good stuff. I was also going to add an interesting thing was I was reading up on pumpkin pie is the pumpkin filling is considered a custard. Huh. Is it? I never I never thought about oh. pumpkin pie as being like a custard pie, if you will. No. That makes sense, That's interesting. though. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't call it a fruit pie. Yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. funny, as I was making my list of pies, first off, I kind of separated them between, like, the sweet pies and the savory pies. And then I also realized that among my savory pies, I tend to be more toward, like, a creamy type of pie, like a pumpkin pie. Or one of my, my second favorite I wanted to talk about is banana cream. Mm. But, like, I tend to gravitate toward those more so than fruit pies, like apple pie or, like, I don't know other fruit pies <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like big of chunks of, of fruit in them they're good i like i i think all pie is good but i just gravitate toward like the real creamy ones so yeah anyway i do love banana cream pie i looked up some history about that it is not as long of a history uh most uh sources say they cannot pinpoint the origin but it's likely to have come from the american midwest in the 20s to 40s so it's not that Old, like maybe a hundred year old history of. I think we should pie. just pick a day and celebrate the hundredth birthday of yeah of banana cream pie. What yeah. do you say? We'll Why not? Every day is banana <laughs> cream day. pie's birthday. <laughs> yes. Or if we celebrate it every day, we're we're sure to hit the date, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> it does say as I was looking up uh, again on American Pie Institute, whatever it was, website it says in 1951, banana cream pie was named the first armed forces favorite dessert. So I'm sure soldiers didn't have anything better to do in 1951 other than be like, hey, what kind of pie do you like? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> They're like flying sorties over Korea. And it's like, check in with your CO and let them know what your favorite pie is. And don't get shot down by MiGs either. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> anyway, so that was the one random thing I learned about banana cream pie. <laughs> Who knows? Is it traditional that it has the vanilla wafers? Or is that, or is that just like something that people oftentimes put on top? Like, well, that I know does come from the South. Like, that's a very like Southern tradition of like with the vanilla wafers, banana cream. I don't know if the pie and like the like vanilla wafer, banana cream pudding or whatever evolved at the same time. They're kind of the same thing. But yeah, I the short answer is I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> The website I looked up said the pie likely originated in the Midwest, but I also know that like the Nilla wafer thing is a very Southern dish, so somewhere in the middle. Well, sure. if somebody's listening from the Pie Institute of America or whatever it is, you let us know. <laughs> yeah. And if somebody's Please. listening, they're going to be offended that we say their name differently every single time. But... I know. I said it once <laughs> at the very beginning, and I've botched it every single time. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to pull it back up. American Pie Council. I'm going to get it right from now on. The American Pie Council. Yeah, you better. Or they're else hold they're the coming for you and make an Aaron <laughs> yeah. Pie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oddly enough, the next one I wanted to talk about is Australian hand pies or meat pies. And they're Say. not called that because they're full of hands. 
So this is not Sweeney Todd. No, you got my segue. That was a that was a good segue. Oh, I <laughs> missed that Aaron, joke. Aaron Pie, like I would be in a pie. Yeah, like a hands in a pie. Yeah, it, it was not missed, a good segue. I, I missed it. But I didn't good. need to call attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, on the the savory pies side of things, I love Australian meat pies. They tend to be small, which is why they're often called a hand pie. When we went to Australia, they were one of these things that was like in every. Like, you know, in the United States, you go to like a, a, a convenience store, a gas station, or whatever, and they have like hot dogs on a roller or like, you know, some kind of burger or whatever, like sitting in the, the warmer. In yep. Australia, every shop had meat pies mm. and they were just like, and they were super cheap meat pies and sausage rolls. And they were like really inexpensive, like a buck or two. I guess this was 13 years ago when we went there, but it's been a while. It's a while ago, but they were like, you know, cheap. And it was just like the sort of thing you go in and buy a couple and that's your quick lunch and stuff. But they were usually full of either like a pork sausage or beef with like onions and whatever but i just thought they were really good they were delicious yeah i was surprised because i guess the only other meat pie i'd ever had was chicken pot pie yeah delicious. so that's my that's my quick shout out to the australian australian hand pies or meat pies and then i got a bunch of honorable mentions but uh, i should let everybody else talk who's next stephanie i'm looking at you okay we're in the same room <laughs> oh, yeah looking at me okay well i Love pie. And I couldn't resist jumping on and talking about it. Aaron's been asking me for a little while if I want to hop into an episode. And I'm like, nah. But as soon as he mentioned pie. (laughs) It is funny because we had like all these other options of topics. And like, we're not even talking about like all your voice acting stuff. We're not even going to mention that that you're the voice of Gene in in Genshin Impact. There, there. We're not even going to mention that you're the voice of Madam Blueberry. (gasps) Blueberry. Pie. Whoa. Anyway, we, <laughs> we're not going to talk about any of that. Pie is what got you to be on the podcast. So oh, yes. good. it's great. I love it's it. It's true. It's true. Well, I do love me some pie. And um, I would venture to say that this love of pie started when I was a young child. No, I don't need to go into that history. <laughs> but the pies I wanted to talk about today are the key lime pie. Ooh, that's a good one. It's yes. my favorite. That's my number one. So we're starting there. And then we'll branch out with my one other that I wanted to talk about. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. All right. Well, I got my resources from whatscookingamerica.net. And so not, uh, I was going to say not YouTube. No, not YouTube or Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) They say here, did you know that key lime pie, unlike apple pie, is a uniquely American dessert? Key West, yeah. Key West, Florida is famous for its fabulous key lime pie, one of America's best love regional dishes. Every restaurant in the Florida Keys, and especially in the city of Key West, serves this wonderful pie. It sounds like a dream. Uh, There seems to be a key lime pie for every palate with numerous versions made throughout the region. This pie is considered the official pie of the... Wait for it. Florida Keys. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? (laughs) (laughs) The traditional key lime pie filling contains key lime juice, sweetened condensed milk, and egg yolks. And, you know, I got to say, I hate baking. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) but I do like baking a key lime pie. And I have to say, your key lime pie is so good. You want to know how I make it? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> the traditional key lime pie filling contains key lime juice, sweetened condensed milk, and egg yolks. And that's how I make it. 
It's always so good. <laughs> it's so easy, You're which is why I enjoy it. Anyway. I would be I would be interested in trying yours because I'm realizing I've never actually had a traditionally <gasps> prepared key lime pie Say. because the one that I've always done uh, came from a recipe from Grandma Becky, which was just like Cool Whip and lime juice and I don't remember what else I'd have to pull out the recipe which still sounds Super good Super simple sure it's really good I was really impressed with how good it was with how simple it was but yeah I didn't actually know what an actual key lime pie had in it well next time we're together I'm gonna bake and everyone's gonna be like what you and I'm gonna say <laughs> yes key and, lime pie and then everyone's gonna have the pie and be like you should bake more and you'll be like nope no <laughs> <laughs> never so almost every family in Florida has a recipe for key lime pie, and they all claim it is the only authentic version. And uh, it says here, aficionados of key lime pies argue endlessly about the proper way to make one. Graham cracker or pastry crust? Meringue on top or whipped cream? Or neither. Whipped cream. Uh, cooked <laughs> or uncooked. The one thing that they do agree on is that under no circumstances should you ever add green food coloring. The filling of authentic key lime pie is a light yellow. Hmm. Did you know that? I didn't until I, did I just not. read it to you right now. <laughs> and as I say, Stephanie, if you just read it now, do you put green food coloring? I have once. Pie? I have once because I was like, this ain't no green pie. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like, I think it might have been the first time I ever made it. But um, I will say it, it mentions uh, graham cracker crust or pastry crust. I have made one with crushed pretzels and Ooh. i might argue that that is a fine fine way to make a crust for a key lime pie there's something about the saltiness from the pretzels that just complements the the sweet and tangy mm, yeah delicious I, I remember that crust with much fondness it was <laughs> really <fun>. good <laughs> yeah so anyway lots of options but uh one thing I do know for sure is it's time to move to my next pie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my next favorite pie, I would say, is um, the cherry pie. And from, <clears throat> not Wikipedia, from Bite Size, a BBC website, apparently, um, <laughs> they say, I just have to read this. I, I love how they put it. Food with a lid, a lid you can eat, and edible sides and bottom, too. When you think about it, the pie is a masterpiece of gastronomical engineering, which I think that is the best way to describe a pie that I've ever heard. That is perfect, yeah. I just love it. And apparently, the very first cherry pie ever baked was reportedly made especially for Elizabeth, although her reaction to the taste is unknown. So we'll never know, but... If it is anything like my reaction, it would be, mmm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so my, that's my other favorite pie. I guess I'm into fruit pies. Hmm. Do, you, do you put anything on your cherry pie? Like, do you like it with ice cream or oh, cream yeah. or anything? You know, I like it with both. I've never thought, what do I prefer out of the two? And maybe it's like, what mood am I in? But mm, yeah. vanilla ice cream is really delicious. But homemade whipped cream, there's really nothing that can beat that in most cases, yeah. I would say. Hmm. Now, I have to say, you said that was your other pie. I'm surprised you didn't talk about an old pecan pie. <gasps> Gasp! <laughs> 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 I can't believe I didn't talk about that. Well, of course, as Aaron learned the day before we got married, um, did I just say married? The day before we got married, um, my favorite nut is the pecan 
pecan. How I don't know. How are there other ways to say it? I always just knew it as pecan because I don't know that we ever had it a lot growing up. And then in North Carolina in the South, everyone knows it's a pecan pie. Oh, so that makes sense. I just call it that out of habit. But yeah, I've always <laughs> called it pecan pie. And my dad is an excellent pie smith, which I believe is the correct term for a pie maker. I think it might be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has always made a pecan pie, pecan pie. You choose your own adventure, how you want to say it. Um, <laughs> he's always made one on Thanksgiving and uh, and Christmas. And the last couple of years when we've gone up there for the up to Utah for the holidays, he's made, he's added like chocolate chips. And I think he adds Jack Daniel Jack Daniels to it. Yeah, now. last time it was like a Jack remember. Daniels. Like, He's getting really adventurous, yeah, but wow. that's always been his thing. And I remember as a kid, we would we would go on trips down to St. George, Utah, right, and the southern southwest tip of Utah, and we would go to certain parks that would have pecan trees, and we'd go and pick pecans, and then we would. <laughs> crack the nuts out of them and uh it was the worst family vacation ever (laughs) (laughs) just kidding just kidding no i do have fond memories of it but i i remember like on the drive home which was like three hours or so just eating pecans on the way home cracking the nuts (laughs) open and eating them and it was just a great time but yeah pecan is is definitely one of my favorite favorites but i would say i have to be in the mood for it oh yeah yeah Yeah. i will say i'm not usually a fan of pecan pie pecan pie I'm going to keep doing that, apparently. Um, <laughs> but when your dad makes it, I always have some. It's mm-hmm. so good. So you stay on good terms with the father-in-law. Well, and that, it's really good. It really is. I know. So. You, you do like it. <laughs> I don't just do it to be nice. It's tasty <laughs> stuff. I'm realizing all my pie recipes came from Grandma Becky because she has another good oh. pecan pie recipe. Oh, yeah. And hey. uh, that was the same thing for me that I was never a huge fan of like store-bought pecan pies or anything like that. Grandma Becky's were really good. Mm-hmm. So the good stuff. I'm not picky. I'll eat any pecan pie. <laughs> there you go. And I actually I'll chime in a little because I, I I do really enjoy pecan pie. And pecans are native to the southern area of the, the United States. And they've they've, you know, they're in different areas of, of North America, obviously, around St. George too. But um I thought what was interesting is even though it's a more recent pie compared to like pumpkin pie, there's quite a bit of disagreement about who invented it or where it came from. And so um, so some people think that, that it was when uh, people came to the United States that pecan pie just kind of came about because people wanted to make a treacle pie. Is that how you say that? Does anybody know? Yeah. I think so, yeah, treacle. Well, I didn't even read my own notes. So legend has it that it could be... <laughs> <laughs> legend has it that it could have come from people who didn't necessarily have ingredients to make a treacle tart or a chess pie and so oh. they had pecans available and then the pecan pie came about but even then people argue about whether it came around from the french when they founded new orleans or if it had its origins in alabama somewhere like, I don't know. There's like this whole missing piece of history until it shows up in the first cookbook in 1886. Mm. And then it actually owes its popularity, according to Wikipedia. I'm, you know, I went back to the source here. I was going to say, we didn't lose our sponsorship. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia is not an official sponsor of the favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to definitely have to donate 275 to them this year. Yeah, now yeah, we have to. Yeah, you better. We, got to. <laughs> we all need to. <laughs> so, according to the Wikipedia article, 
Uh, it owes a significant amount of its popularity to Caro Syrup that actually did a lot of promoting because corn syrup, as as pecan pie has evolved, is oftentimes a key ingredient. And so it was heavily promoted by Caro Syrup. Mm. Oh. But I don't mind. I still I'll still like it either way, corporate or not. Sure, sure. <laughs> and that's all I gotta say about pecan pie. I love there it. There you go. That's nice. great. Does that wrap it up for you, lady? Well, I do have one more favorite thing about pie. <gasps> Gas. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> There's a show. It came out long ago, many, many moons ago, in the year 2007. <laughs> That wasn't that long ago, right? Whoa. (laughs) No, it kind of was. It's getting to be a while ago. (laughs) Yeah, whoa. Over 10 years. Um, This show is called Pushing Daisies. And it is a great show. It only lasted for two seasons because the great writer's strike of 2009? Yes. Don't quote me on that. Whatever year the big writer strike was. Yes. It was in 2009 that the writer strike happened. So we only got two seasons. But I would say that like even with two seasons, it wraps up beautifully. But here's what this has to do, uh, what the show has to do with pie. If you if you know the show, you know what it has to do with pies. But if you don't. If you don't, here you go. On. This is from Wikipedia, not an official sponsor. Oh, dang, I missed it up. Anyway, it's from Wikipedia. Um, Touted as a forensic fairy tale, which y'all know how I really like a morbid. Good true crime. True crime slash. Forensics time, yeah. Forensics time. (laughs) Uh, Sure. Touted as a forensic fairy tale, the series is known for its unusual visual style, eccentric production design, quirky characters, fast-paced dialogue, and grotesque situation. The series often uses wordplay, metaphor, and double entendre, while Jim Dale's narration is very similar to that of a fairy tale. And um, in this, a pie maker named Ned, he is gifted with the ability to reanimate the dead by touching them. Um, If something is revived for more than one minute, a similar life value in the vicinity drops dead as a form of balance. If he touches the revived person or thing a second time, they die permanently. So anyway, Ned becomes a pie maker and opens up a restaurant called The Pie Hole. He is aided by waitress Olive Snook, who pines for him. She's like in love with him. The restaurant is failing financially when private investigator Emerson Codd accidentally discovers Ned's powers and offers a proposal. Ned will temporarily bring murder victims back to life, allowing Emerson to inquire about the circumstances of their death quickly solve the case and split the reward money with him. So this all this whole show it's just delightful. It's all it's like solving a mystery and it's quirky and it's fun and it takes place in a pie shop called the Pie Hole and I love pie. I guess that's all. It's a great show. It's, it's so good. It's a great good. show. And like one of the things cuz since Ned can touch things to to bring them back to life or whatever, a lot of times in the pie hole like he would just get like rotten, yeah, rotten fruit and fruit. things like that, and then just touch them so they would like come back to life, and then he'd make pie out of them. And it was really cool. Yeah, it's a very fun to, show. He had to huh. be very delicate with the fruit, and it made him an exceptional pie maker. Mm-hmm. <gasps> what would happen with meat pies? Maybe he didn't go there. I don't Ooh. think they did meat pies. <laughs> now we're talking oh. about grotesque. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's in the show, but <laughs> 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 it is a wonderful show. I am sad that it didn't continue on. It uh, was so. 
good. But I think it's on HBO Max now. If Something anybody has like that. that. Anyway, go watch we'll it. It's such a good show. It it's, it's delightful. Really it's a really easy, happy watch. And if though. you know, uh, so Jim Dale was the narrator of the show. Uh, a lot of people know him for his excellent readings of the Harry Potter audiobooks. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that's where Falling we first sleep to his his sweet voice many nights. Yeah, well, that's where that's where we first heard of of his stuff is uh, him being the narrator of the show, and the music was composed by the same composer who did Epic Mickey video games. Jim Dooley, yeah, Jim Dooley and Jim Dale. There you go. What a Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was it started great. <laughs> it did until I doubted myself. <laughs> it was great. Well, I am glad you brought that up. That's yeah, a good show. I do love pie and I do love that show. <sighs> Two of my favorites. Excellent. I'm glad you could join us. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for having me. Now when I watch it, I'll I'll be thinking about your dad making pie while he's raising people from the dead or something. Yeah. <laughs> and your dad was a detective and, and solved da- crimes. <gasps> Full circle. Wow. And wheels within wheels. <laughs> and hey, here's another thing. When I was a young child, we had a cherry pie tree in the backyard. Did like you know cherry that cherry pie grew on it? It, it grew no. pies. <laughs> cherry I'm uh, kidding, I know what you mean. Pie cherries are different than regular cherries. Did oh. you know that? Mm. I did not know that. Yeah, it never really produced good fruit, so we cut it down. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, well. uh, we got the last laugh there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was sad. That was a great tree to sit under. Yeah, but we'll just buy a pie. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> I don't know. That was uh, who could go after that? You, you go, Shannon. <laughs> uh, speaking of cherry so pies, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I was thinking through different favorite pies and things, and I feel like we've kind of touched on most of them. That yeah, I like a good cherry pie. Um, or apple pie. Those are like the two classic fruit pies I feel like I really like. But I definitely can't have them unless they're covered in ice cream. Fair. I don't know. Is it just vanilla ice cream? Or yeah. Do you, yes, nope, that's... Just a, yeah, just a good vanilla ice cream. Um, I think I like cherry pie a little more than apple. If it's apple, I, I like the apple crumble a little better. Mm, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, kind of like what Aaron said, I like... More of the creamy pies, like banana cream pie or a good like chocolate silk pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> that sounds really good right now. Aaron's drooling. <laughs> we recently discovered, uh, I think it's Red Button is the brand. I think it's a Utah-specific <gasps> brand. I don't know. Yes. Um, the, There was like a cookies and cream pie that was really <gasps> good. Ooh. Um, We actually, and I don't know if any of you guys did too, if it was just like me and my friends. But it got really popular around here to go to Village Inn for free pie Wednesdays. You did love that. I remember. Yeah. That was your thing. Oh, man, it was the best. And we were talking about it just barely, uh, me and one of my good friends, Katie Swain. We were talking about it that most of the Village Inns have gone bankrupt. And it was because of stupid kids like us. Because we totally <laughs> took advantage of the system that, like, those poor servers that would work Wednesday night, that it was nothing but teenagers, hordes of teenagers that were coming in, and you could just order anything on the menu and get free pie. So you'd order a glass of milk, a <gasps> small glass of milk, and you'd get free pie. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all stupid kids and we didn't know how to tip. And so, yeah, we 
we run we ran Village Inn out of town, unfortunately. Poor Village Inn. <laughs> if you worked at Village Inn between the years two thousand, I would like to issue you an apology. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something about you may be entitled to compensation <laughs> from me because I owe you so much in tips. I'm sure. <laughs> no, but but they were always so good, and we kind of started going through like all the different pies and trying them out. And uh, there's still one lone village in in Provo, and Alex and I will still get pie from there. <laughs> Not free pie. We actually purchase our pie. <laughs> How responsible of you. I know. You but the best pie ever. Very close to pumpkin pie. I feel like pumpkin pie is a seasonal in the mood for it. Favorite seasonal pie. But favorite all year long pie is a Lemon Supreme pie from Village Inn. Mm, now, wait, Say, what's a Lemon Supreme? What makes that different from to like To be a... abundantly clear, it is not meringue because meringue is gross. Oh, I like <laughs> lemon meringue. Oh, well, then never mind. Meringue <laughs> is fine can, for some people. I think, think it's, it's gross. gross. You can think it's gross. <laughs> Shannon. Hey, Shannon. Hey, yeah, Stephanie. I think that lemon meringue is gross. I think egg whites are gross on their own. They have to I be do. fully cooked in a pan. I, I just need it sweet. I need it sweet. I I can't. I that's I, I do like that you whispered that into the microphone to Shannon, <laughs> even though I'm sitting across from you wearing headphones. <laughs> I just I, want I know I'm on your I side. need it unless it's like an intentionally savory pie. Like honorable mention is my mom's chicken pot pie. It's so good. Oh I, yeah. Sorry, Loki sat on the computer. Hold on. Oh, a good, good boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, We're both praising him. Oh, good boy. Uh, but yeah, the lemon supreme pie is like a cream cheese whipped cream layer with the lemon layer, which is just like the lemon layer on a meringue pie, and then more like whipped cream cheese on top. Whoa. It's so good. That sounds heavenly. I was going to say that sounds supreme (laughs) aptly named Mm. i found a copycat recipe online at some point because i thought all the villagins were gone and that was like that's what alex's go-to for his birthday is we don't do birthday cake we do the lemon pie oh i like that idea and so i found a good copycat recipe it was a lot of work, but it was really good. And then we found out that there's a village in Provo. So we are <laughs> yeah. supporting oh, them to keep them in business so they can keep us in pie. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> that was great. But I mean, that was that was kind of it. That was my lightning round of pies. I dig it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sean, what about you? So I have a sad tale to tell. <gasps> oh, he no. doesn't like pie. Sean hates pie. No. If you listen to this on Friday, I do love my in-laws, but I will <laughs> likely not get any pie having Thanksgiving with them because they are, do not care for pie. Oh, <gasps> no, Sean! And if they're listening, know that I do say this in jest and I enjoyed Thanksgiving with you very, very much. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just not, uh, not into pie. And so... They were talking about having ice cream or whatever, and they talked about assigning things out. And anyway, I just bought a few of my own pies because <laughs> good, yeah, you know, so I could eat a, eat them going up to to Thanksgiving. And I just hope you're eating them right out of the. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope so too. Nobody else is having any. <laughs> yeah, just scoop it on out. 
<laughs> not to uh, not to rub salt in the pie wound there. Oh, I know where you're I, going with this. My in-laws are the opposite. There was <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot I was going to tell this story, but um, a few years ago we were trying to kind of make assignments of who was going to bring what for Thanksgiving, and I don't know if there was a miscommunication or what, but we all brought pie. <laughs> So that was our first, the first annual pies giving. And so then like the next year, everybody brought like a side and a pie. And so like every year we've had like 10 pies at Thanksgiving. That is a great tradition. So then, yeah, everybody gets like a little sliver. It's great. (laughs) And yeah, we just like have a ton of different pies. And like my sister-in-law, Ginger, makes a really good like homemade cherry pie. And um, one of my other sister-in-laws, Raquel, has gotten really into baking. I don't know how much of that was COVID-related or if that was just an excuse to be able to do more baking. What a strong person. But I know. I know. (laughs) So that's kind of the fun tradition we've kept going of you're going to go to a Thanksgiving dinner, you bring a pie because you can't go wrong with more pie. That is amazing. I love that tradition. Like, I kind of want to do- adopt it. Go for it. You can't go wrong with so much pie because you have to, I don't, you can put it in shakes later. Some of them yeah. are like really good for breakfast. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not nutritionally, right? But like a, sure. a slice of a pumpkin pie, like what a way to wake up in the morning, right? Yeah. And we know it's good for you. <laughs> yes. Not to go back to and- that topic, but it, it's good for you. <laughs> Well, I actually don't have any other pies. <laughs> I was just talking just about one pie sad stories. Story. <laughs> just a sad story. Actually, tying it all together to our very first podcast, I am amazed. I think one of the so one of the podcasts I talked about was Planet Money, and I, I talked about this idea of economics being interesting, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I guess," but like. I just thought it was interesting that, for example, <laughs> with these pies, that they were invented like globally, right? Things that went across seas. And when you look at the ingredients, like the ingredients of a pumpkin pie originate from like four, or, like from three different continents and from several different countries. And then you can go into the store, this global economy that it makes sense for somebody to gather those ingredients to put it together and trade you for $5.99, which is a pretty small amount, like a, a, a very minor inconvenience, less than an hour of any work that any of us do yeah. that's being traded for this wonderful bit of joy that brings families together. What a beautiful thought. That I is love it. beautiful, Sean. <laughs> don't forget to pay the extra couple bucks for a whole can of whipped cream. I don't know. I do like making my own cream now. I do I do prefer the heavy better. whipping cream. You Indeed. just do the heavy whipping cream, oh, yeah. a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of powdered sugar, actually. Just a dash of it. And See, and that was news to me. We were just talking about that at Sunday dinner. I always use granulated sugar. Really? Yeah, but Sean's whipped cream was good. So Bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't deviate off my notes there's all those weird weird things that come out of my mouth anyway i was gonna say one year i was in charge of well i don't like baking so what did my family put me in charge of making the whipped cream because that has nothing to do with baking and um i'm not a bad cook i enjoy cooking i just don't like baking that year i let the whipped cream um well, I left it in the kitchen, ate a little too long without paying oh, attention to it. No. <laughs> and those stiff peaks we're all going for when you make homemade whipped cream, well, they turned into butter. <laughs> yep. I remember <laughs> oh, that. Oh, no. <laughs> so what did I do? I shaped it and I 
made it so I could put it on toast with cinnamon sugar. <laughs> mm, that actually sounds good. <laughs> it actually turned out pretty good. Yeah, I'm like, that's, that's not true. a total loss. It's you just true. made butter for the rolls. That's all. I thought you were going to say you shaped it into a turkey for like the centerpiece. Or oh, something. I yeah. should have. <laughs> oh, guys. Well, I guess I guess we've exhausted our, our uh, pie conversation this time so we can wrap it up. We're going to have notes from Kristen. <laughs> Very yes, soon. <laughs> she's quite a baker. So yes, we're gonna have notes oh, very she soon. Is. Yeah. Kristen, I think we talked about in the past that she is a dessert queen. And she's amazing. She is an incredible baker and she loves it and she's good at it. And I wish she lived in my house so she could I could enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> um well, I guess that probably wraps up all of our conversation about uh about pies for this uh this episode. Uh we'll just leave you with this one final thought. As stated earlier, <clears throat> pie. A food with a lid. A lid you can eat. And edible sides and bottom, too. Hmm. When you think about it, the pie is a masterpiece of gastronomical engineering. I love it. Indeed. Here, <laughs> here. I don't know. I just think that's such a great way to describe a pie. Brings a real class to this podcast, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> Not to, like, shoot it down, though. I typically don't eat the crust. I think it's gross. <gasps> Unless it's like a graham cracker crust or like a cookie crust, like the Oreo crust. Crust is not for me. I don't eat the store-bought crust that often, but when people no. home make the pies, it's uh, it's. I think that's the piece that is amazing, just mixed in a little Jenny, bit. Jenny, you really brought this podcast down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, we want to hear what you think. Uh, we want to hear what your favorite pies are for whatever holiday or whatever occasion. Send us an email at show at gmail.com or look us up on Instagram at Podcast. Let us know all about your favorites or if you have any suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. Uh, speaking of guests, thanks for joining us, Stephanie. This has been fun. Thanks for yes. having me. I hope I wasn't too... Uh, well, I don't need to apologize for who I am. Yeah, <laughs> you, were, you were amazing. You were I'm amazing. sure we'll have thanks you on again in the future. Us. Yeah, thanks. it'll be great. Thanks for having me. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. We'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And if you don't feel like giving us a five-star rating, then you haven't had enough pie. So mm-hmm. have some more pie, and then you'll be in the mood to give us a five-star rating. You're here. Yes. Well, that'll wrap it up. Until next time, my name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. See you later. Bye. Bye. Get the music.